From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary. I am, as our lovely announcer said, Jerry Brooks, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, also your tour guide through the wacky world of Joe Biden's wackadoodle America. And oh baby, oh baby, we are seven days away, one week until showtime, and boy are we coming in hot. We are definitely coming in hot today. Lots of news, some of it breaking news. Uh, but And before we get into it, of course, uh, you can always send us email with questions and comments to inblackandright at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website, inblackandright.net. We're going to be doing quite a bit between now and election night. So we're going to be busy, and I'm going to be up late, probably drinking a whole lot of coffee. But it's worth it, my friends. And it's, like I said, seven days, one week until the big day, the moment of truth. Do we have a country left worth fighting for, or have we pretty much rolled over and played dead? I tend to think the former rather than the latter, given all of the energy that I have felt and pe talking to various people, they're ready. They're ready to go. Now, if, they, uh, if you're someone who has already, uh, you're in a state where you have early voting and you've already voted in person, fantastic. And that's the most important thing. But still, we need, it, there are poll workers, poll watchers. Uh, other election officials that need to be uh, positions that need to be filled across the country. If you've got the time, the extra time, absolutely do it because we need all the help we can get because it's really going to be up to us. Really, the citizens of this country that actually care about America, who care about crime, who care about their kids' education, we're going to be the ones who are going to have to make this happen. Now, as much as I admire President Trump and respect him, he can't do it alone. He is, a, he is a remarkable guy, but he cannot do it alone. So, yes, my friends, we have to do this. And I'm looking to do my part uh, to let people know what's going on. So, let's start out, my friends. Today, November the 1st, we're one week from our midterms, but I'm going to shift the focus a little bit to overseas. Today, in Israel, yes, Israel, my friends, are going to vote, are going to the polls again for the fourth time in five years, which is pretty crazy. But, my friends, Benjamin Netanyahu, the former prime minister, is on the ballot. And he's not running as an incumbent. But this is an opportunity for Bibi Netanyahu to make a comeback. And I sincerely hope he does. Now, I know I probably shouldn't have said that, but you know, Bibi Netanyahu, for I know, he's not 100% popular, especially amongst uh, 
Israelis and even some Jewish Americans. But he was the guy who, I believe, did the most for Israel in cooperation with President Trump. And, yeah, okay, so I hope he does make it. You know, that's just kind of my personal and only my personal preference. But let's see what happens. This could be a, uh, an indicator of things to come, maybe, when it comes to political comebacks. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So, yes, this is going to be interesting to see what happens in Israel because I have a feeling it's going to be indicative of other things uh, in the not-too-distant future. So, we can certainly do that, and, and I wish the people of Israel well. Uh, excuse me. So, yes. So, that's... Uh, that's what's going on overseas. Of course, we still have the continuing evolving situation in Brazil with uh, Bolsonaro uh, as president and the somewhat contested, well, actually not even somewhat contested, but the highly contested results of the Brazilian presidential election, which has some, some of its own sort of irregularities and anomalies, but, you know, hey... Could this be America 2020, uh, South American style? Who knows? But still, folks, we've still got plenty of problems, not just here in this country, but all over the globe. But let's get into a little bit of some of the uh, ridiculous here, from the sublime to the ridiculous. Now, this guy... Uh, who attacked Paul Pelosi? I don't even want to. I don't even want to call his name because this dude is a wackadoodle. But this has gotten so convoluted and so twisted. Conflicting reports between the San Francisco police, the San Francisco DA. You've now got the FBI wanting to uh, get involved with this because the FBI. There was an affidavit. Uh, by the FBI, that was done. So, I mean, we've got who did what to who when. Now, we've learned that his attacker has been charged with assault, attempted kidnapping, attempted murder, but he was also in the country illegally, we've discovered, in reports by Just the News. And uh, the, uh, let's see, yeah, also the, uh, ep the Epic Times, I believe, also reported this as well. But yes, this, it, it's so weird. Now, of course, MSLSD and other mainstream media outlets are trying to somehow connect this attack on Paul Pelosi to January 6th and Trump supporters and this and that. And it's like, the narrative is blowing up right in their faces as we actually get facts, not false way out in left field narratives. But yeah, this guy, for all of his weirdness, he was a uh, he was in the country illegally. He was a visa overstay. I believe he was Canadian. Uh, plus also uh, things that have been said by former, a former girlfriend, and so on and so forth. But a lot of this, a lot of this mess 
will get resolved once we can get things like, oh, the body cam footage from the San Francisco Police Department. Uh, also, maybe uh, in a neighborhood, and a very exclusive and elite neighborhood, like uh, Pacific Heights is in San Francisco. Anybody heard of a thing called uh, a video doorbell? I mean, what's going on here? Did they not have a security system? Did they not have video? Did they not have possibly, maybe even, uh, security personnel, you know, driving around and, you know, taking care of it, you know, checking in on the residents and so forth? That, it's so wackadoodle. And the fact that you want to, the mainstream press wants to connect it with uh, January 6th and all that. I mean, January 6th is a nothing burger with fries. It's been proven. They're not even going to have the dang report out until after the midterms from the uh, August, uh, more like, oh, yuck, uh, committee. So, no, no, no. And, of course, with the Trump subpoena, and they're demanding that, they that he turn over everything and respond to the subpoena by, wait for it, this Friday, January 4th. Uh, November 4th, I should say, sorry. November the 4th. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's going to be interesting. Just before the midterms. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. Because given, I mean, are they going to try to do to Trump what they did to Steve Bannon? I mean, come on. Contempt of the committee, a contempt of Congress charge, after all that Trump has gone through, I mean, I know they would, because Merrick Garland. Oh, and I'll be, and believe me, I got something really weird going on with Merrick Garland and the Department of Injustice uh, going on. Oh yeah, we're definitely going to get into that. Uh, but right now, uh, let's see. Let me. Oh, <laughs> I'm kind of taking a look at what would be more interesting. Oh, oh, yeah, well. I think I'll save this for last here, this one story, but another story that's really interesting. Once again, Elon Musk, as the new head of Twitter, is still going in for scorched earth. He took over just last week. He fired key members of the, fired multiple executives, the CEO, the CFO, and others. Now, uh, he's dissolved the Twitter board, nine more people, and he is the sole director of, uh, of the whole company. So it's all his. There are going to be, there are continuing layoffs of Twitter employees, the Twitter twits as I tend to call them. And now, <laughs> here we go, the, the mainstream media doing exactly what I knew they would. A story, right, reading this in Breitbart, Elon Musk sparks media freakout by limiting employee access to Twitter censorship tools. Oops. Uh-oh. Yep. One week as owner and he has turned everything on its ear. And the mainstream media is absolutely in Freak out, meltdown, you know, get a whole bunch of comfort animals because they are absolutely going bonkers, 50 shades of bonkers, over this. Now, of course, uh, 
the mainstream media is like, oh no, oh no, look what he's doing, oh no, look at it. It's like, could somebody please dish out the Prozac? Because this is what capitalism looks like, boys and girls. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, this is what capitalism does. He bought it fair and square. And now he can do with it as he wants. And because it's not going to do what Twitter used to do, and now some of its employees are not able to do what they used to do, now they're in freakout as well. I mean, my goodness, I hope maybe Elon can get some psychiatrists uh, there to help these people because they need help and probably a whole bunch of medication to boot. But yes, this is what happens, folks, when you learn very hard, very, <laughs> in a very harsh way, reality. Uh, because he is the owner of the company, he's not going to bend to your will, left-wing media. He's not going to always do that. <laughs> oh, man. This is crazy. I, I love that the media is freaking this out, freaking out like this. The left is completely off of its rocker because the richest man in the world, arguably, has now taken over what used to be the main, uh, <laughs> I guess, the main platform for censored speech. And believe me, Facebook ain't exactly in good shape either. Zuckerberg has lost a whole bunch of money. The company is in all kinds of whacked. Their stock is down. There's a lot of things going on. And there's still the potential, if the GOP actually gets some steel in its spine, to uh, modify Section 230 and remove some of those lovely little protections. And plus... I'm wondering if the FBI is making, is planning to make a stop at Twitter headquarters uh, to talk to Mr. Musk. Hmm, I don't know. But when you have the weirded out alliance between social media, the left, and a weaponized federal law enforcement agency, hmm, oh yeah, that's a lovely little recipe for a disaster. Major disaster. But let's see what happens. You know, it's only been one week since uh, Elon took over at Twitter. And I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of other things that are going to come down the pipe that the mainstream media is going to have a complete freak out over. But hey, hey, that's great news because it gives me material uh, for doing these daily podcasts. But oh my goodness. As far as elections go, kind of speaking along that line, breaking news out of Arizona. Actually, there are two uh, stories out of Arizona, but I'll deal with this one first. Well, apparently it would seem that the libertarian candidate for U.S. Senate in Arizona has withdrawn from the race and has endorsed Blake Masters. I'm like, whoa, okay, this is real interesting, uh, because the Libertarian candidate, whose name I really don't care about, but uh, but they were taking about mm, about seven percent of the vote, at least in most recent polling. 
So with this, hopefully some of that libertarian support will go over to Blake Masters because Mark Kelly is a full-blown mess. And the Democrats seem to be sending some of the cavalry there to try to help him. But with Kerry, the whole Republican ticket in the state of Arizona, and for all my Arizona friends, I love you and you better vote for, you better vote a straight Republican ticket because I'm going to be really ticked if you don't <laughs> because Kerry Lake is a rock star. You know, you, I'm hoping that the support for Kerry Lake carries over to Blake Masters and you can have a full-blown straight red Arizona. With Blake Masters in the Senate, Kerry Lake as governor, Abe Hamaday as attorney general, and Mark Fincham as secretary of state. And believe you me, Arizona is, uh, is in the crosshairs of the left. And I will give you a perfect example of this. And now, this, oddly enough, didn't come, this story didn't come from the, foreign, from the American media. This is a story out of the Daily Mail out of London. The foreign press is covering this. And watching, reading the headline, it's like, yeah, it's going to be real interesting right now, uh, given what's going on. But the headline from the UK Daily Mail, DOJ makes rare step of weighing in on court case involving armed Arizona groups monitoring ballot boxes, warning the vigilantes they will likely be arrested despite federal judge ruling that groups can camp outside local drop boxes. Now, this is interesting. The, the American press didn't pick this up. The American press didn't. It was the foreign press. And that's, that's weird thing number one. Number two, this, why is the Justice Department trying to put pressure on Arizona citizens who are following Arizona law. And because some of these people who are watching these drop boxes, eyewitnesses, and also video, because they're not going to take just video evidence in an Arizona court. You're going to have to have sworn eyewitness testimony. But this is just crazy. This absolutely is crazy because, first of all, these armed vigilantes. They're not vigilantes, you moronic boobs. These are Arizona citizens. Okay? And just because they have guns, sidearms, hey, Arizona is an open carry state. Fact number two. I know, I purchased my first firearm in Arizona. And... Arizona is also constitutional carry. You can carry without a permit in Arizona. So long as you follow the state guidelines, you can carry concealed. So this nonsense just cracks me up. And what the Sam hell is the Justice Department doing stepping in to a state case? A state case that has already been adjudicated by a judge involving Arizona citizens. This is what exactly people are afraid of and have been afraid of because 
the weaponized, politicized Justice Department isn't going to allow the citizens of Arizona, even though they are well distant, I mean, well distant, they're not going to get up in anybody's grill. They're all they're going to do is gather evidence. And if there's any more shenanigans in Maricopa County, somebody's going to bust them. Okay? They're going, they're, they're going to have evidence. They're going to have eyewitness testimony on top of it. So, yeah. So, why in the Sam Hill is the Justice Department threatening to arrest people in Arizona following Arizona law? Hmm? I mean, this is the weaponized deep state, administrative state, fighting for the regime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's going to be one of those interesting stories. I want to see if they actually do arrest any of these people. Now, of course, they're going to be the, there's going to be the usual media, you know, they're in Phoenix, you know, trying to uh, put forth this notion, the false narrative, is, these are vigilantes, and yeah, well, yeah, I'm sorry, but you have an open carry state, dipsticks. I know, I live there, and I open carried, and I also, I open carried, and I also concealed carried, according to Arizona law. Ugh. This is why I keep saying the media are nothing but false prophets. They are useful idiots for Satan who have no intellectual honesty, no moral, they're morally bankrupt, and everything else. So why, so this is my question, why are they going to do it? I don't know. But they really need to, uh, the, the, the DOJ and Merrick Garland, because this guy is going to definitely, at the rate he's going, he's going to end up impeached. He's going to end up impeached. Or at least they're going to try him for try him for impeachment. All depends on how many you get in the Senate. But yeah, this man is a mess. First, going after parents and trying to usurp parents' rights because a bunch of whiny, a whiny woke and weak uh, school boards got all mad because they couldn't get their way. I mean, some of these school boards act like petulant kids who didn't get their dang pony for their birthday. This is nuts. So yeah, we're coming in hot on this one. I'm going to be following this story too. Because I'd like to see how in the heck the, can the Department of Justice just come in, overrule the state of Arizona when people are following Arizona law. This is going to be real fun to watch on that one. Ooh, baby. So, let's see. Uh, let's see what uh, else is on the... Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, I got this one. This is funny. Uh, Joe Biden, clueless Joe, is bound, is heading to, uh, well, Florida to try to help... His Democrat buddy, Charlie Crist, overcome a double-digit lead uh, by Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Good luck with that, because Joe probably could use a little bit of sun Florida sunshine, because he's absolutely a wreck in D.C. 
but it just cracks me up because he wants to be Mr. Helpful. It, what? How is Joe Biden going to be helpful in Florida? I mean, unless he's willing to put the nail in the coffin for Charlie Crist and Val Demings and, every, and practically every other Democrat running in Florida, congressional districts and everything else. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't think he's really that much of a help. Now, however, this week, uh, President Trump is going to be doing his, his final week rally blitz going into the election. So, hang on, folks. I'm, I'm going to be up late a lot of nights uh, getting ready for this because when President Trump goes on a blitz, he is the Energizer Bunny. He is the Energizer Bunny. He was He's going to go four rallies in the last five days leading up to the midterm. Starting Thursday, uh, yeah, just a couple days away, he's going to be going, I believe, to Iowa. Then on Saturday, to Pennsylvania uh, to help Dr. Oz and definitely help out Doug Mastriano. Bring him, bring him home, baby. Bring them home, Pennsylvania. You need Mastriano. You need Mastriano because this Josh Sapiro is about as elitist and goofy and just as lawless as ever. And if you don't believe me, look at the city of Philadelphia. Look at its crime rates. Hello. This is not, this is not a good thing. So it's going to be really funny to see. I mean, I think, I was thinking that, you know, how many people have been, how many Democrats have been trying to avoid having Biden come <laughs> and help with their campaigns? You know, how many of them have wanted to stay away from this guy like the plague? Hmm, who knows? I, I mean, I don't know. But wow, oh wow. There's going to be a lot going on over the next seven days. All I can simply tell you, folks, is I know you're worn out. I get it. You're worn out. You're burned out. You're tired of the attack ads. You're tired of the mailers uh, that you're going to end up potentially throwing away anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I even get a little bit burned out. But what's the fate of the country is at stake. And that's exactly why I'm pushing myself, probably a little bit more than I should, given trying to deal with a heart condition. But, you know, I'm okay. Because the country is worth it. The people are worth it. My family is worth it. And, yes, and your families are worth it, too. So, be patient. Stay focused. Stay on message. We will get through this. We just need one more week, and then we see what happens. And, you know, <laughs> and then probably, well, I mean, I can't take a vacation, not quite yet. I've still got to do post-election analysis. But you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're the ones who bring it home, you need to congratulate yourselves. You can take a rest for a little while, because November the 8th is still just the beginning but yes, congratulate yourselves, take some rest, and then you move on to the next phase, which is January, and that will be the new Congress and every and all these people being 
held to account. I mean, real accountability. So, I know, it's rough, it's harsh, but we're almost to the finish line, friends. And with that, I'm just going to say so long for now. You can subscribe to our audio podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're all we're on all the platforms, big and small, like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other uh, podcast platforms as well. Uh, also, subscribe to us on any of our our <clears throat> sorry social media platforms. We're on True Social. We're on Getter. We're on Rumble. And we're also on Instagram, at in black and right. So yes, my friends. And Parlor. Definitely. We're on Parlor as well. So for now, have yourself a great Tuesday. Remember, one week till showtime. So let's all be there, raring to go. And if you're voting on election day, fantastic. Just do not get discouraged. Even if there's a line. Just keep going. Your voice needs to be heard, and it needs to be heard loud and clear. So, I will catch you all tomorrow, my friends, and remember that patriots come in all colors.